Forgotten Cinema is getting romantic for our eighth season and just in time for Valentine's Day as we cover the 90s ensemble drama, Beautiful Girls. We'll then do a complete 180 as we dive into some spy films, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy and Spy Game. We'll find out why white men can't jump and whether you should shoot to kill while enjoying a Frankenweenie. Nope, that doesn't make any sense. You know what else doesn't make sense? This season will also feature our 100th episode of Forgotten Cinema. Feels like 100 years. Don't I know it. Forgotten Cinema. Never stop, never stopping. Yes, that's a hint. Part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hey, it's Andrew Morgan, host of the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. Each week, we review the biggest Netflix original movies with special guests from the film industry, the music industry, comedians, and of course, our fellow podcasters. Check us out on the web at nomcastpod.com. Follow us on the socials at nomcastpod. And most importantly, listen and subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. Hit that beat one time. Cracking one open with Mike and Elise. I'm Mike. Uh, we've and maybe I'm also Elise. Okay, there's a twist. Who are you? I'm Wicket. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the dog. <laughs> I could be though. Switch your bodies. It's a Freaky Friday situation. <laughs> it's a Freaky Friday with a twist. <laughs> well, in that case, I'd be saying I want cheese. <laughs> She does want cheese. Let's, let's play with the squeaky thing. <laughs> I'm sorry I peed. <laughs> Pooped. What's up? Well, I mean, we got some stuff in the fridge that I was going to talk about. Oh, is that what it's we're kind of the? Right, yeah. I was wondering why there was a microphone in my face today. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about how the spaceship just landed. Mm. Not well, but it did. Starship SN10. So much closer. In Boca Chica. Oh, shit. What was that? What? Did it just blow up? Oh, wow. no. Okay. At 14 minutes, 48 seconds. Wow. So, correction, we watched the All right. successful liftoff and landing and then uh, exploding yeah. of the SN10 Starship SN10. <laughs> so, we're a little, uh, we're going to take a step back from us doing this podcast from Mars, I guess. <sighs> oh, well. <laughs> Live from Lunar maybe, Base maybe 10. A little, maybe a little later than sooner. You know, I don't know if we're going to open that brewery on the moon very soon. Damn it. I know. Come on, we could do it. First, The first lunar brewery. You and me. Oh, uh, that'd Let's be awesome. <laughs> Let's do it, Elon. Let's call Elon. Anyway, what, what are we, we drinking here about? on Earth? <laughs> <laughs> here on Earth, we're, we're cracking open Little Lungs, an IPA from Short Throw Brewing, which is technically based out of Richmond, Virginia, but is currently being brewed at 12% Beer Project in North Haven, Connecticut. I don't think Little Lungs are good for space anyway, so it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Right? I brought it back around. <laughs> So <laughs> Short Throw Brewing is owned by Brandon Tolbert, who is also the head brewer. 
Tilbert was also the head brewer, or the, I'm sorry, the previously the head brewer at the Answer Brew Pub in Richmond, Virginia, where he gained notoriety when the Answer was named Best New Brewery in the State of Virginia in 2015 with Tilbert at the helm. Ooh. He parted ways with them in 2018, going on to brew at Final Gravity Brewing and Ardent Craft Ales. He was also working with a business partner on opening a brewery called Safety Team Brewing Co. in Virginia um, on the site of an old car wash. But that did not work out because once they went through the process of getting a permit and finding out what the cost of ground up construction would be, it was just way too much. Astronomical. Yeah. And the article that I got this information from actually had a picture of that, that site with the car wash, which I I have to wonder like what they could have done to incorporate it somehow. Um, like Pizza Co. did with their whole like garage station, thing, like yeah. retro garage theme. But I mean, building itself from the ground up did look um like it would take some work. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not surprised that they were just gonna scrap it and start over. Uh, which brings us to 2019, when Tolbert partnered with 12% Beer Project to, to launch Short Throw Brewing. It looks like there are still plans to open a brick and mortar location in Richmond, Virginia, but those plans are on pause because of the pandemic. So they want to open this not in Connecticut. They want to open it in Virginia. Yeah, that was the original plan. He, he basically outsourced it out of necessity. We have not done... Have we done anything out of 12% Beer Project yet? Kind of. Um, Fat Orange Cat also brews with 12%. I don't know if they okay. brew all of their stuff with 12%. No, they have their own. I'm but, pretty sure they have their own They have their own place as well. So, yeah. No, I know they have their own place. Never mind. Not, so, I'm pretty sure. That, okay. was, that, was, that was part of my next, my, my next sentence, actually. Uh, I'm sure we have mentioned 12% on here mm-hmm. before. Um but that, yeah, they do a lot of contract brewing for places like Short Throw. Um, beside Fat Orange Cat, they also brew for Sky Gazer Brewing, Abomination Brewing, Hoofhearted Brewing, and I think uh, even Evil Twin. Possibly. So as of this time last year, 12% was working with about 15 breweries, both in the U.S. and overseas, but I couldn't find a full current list because 12 percent's uh website is currently under construction and just this past january 2021 uh rate beer named short throw the eighth best new brewery in the world the second best new brewery in the united states and for the second time best new brewery in the state of virginia even though they don't actually have a brewery yeah that's pretty cool yeah that's pretty dope you're the best, even though you right. don't even exist. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. It's like the uh, wing places they now exist. that are open in the Chili's that you can get for oh, Uber Eats. The, but the, uh, only the ghost in kitchens Chili's. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Guy Fieri is opening four Six or in five. Connecticut. Yeah. And nowhere near us. Around. Yep. <laughs> you saw the same article. I saw I did. the same article. Took it over Bertucci's, and I was like, "We have a Bertucci's." Yeah, but it's already been commissioned. It's already been taken over by yeah, but still Mission like, Barbecue, whatever that's going to be. Whoa! It would have been awesome to have a, a diners, drivers, and dives kitchen near us. Yeah, but you can only at be least take only out. temporarily. Yeah. yeah, you know everything's going to have some fancy ass aioli on it. Boom sauce. <laughs> anyway, on to the beer. <laughs> 
Little Lungs is, quote, a scaled down version of our double IPA, Lips and Lungs, brewed with gracious amounts of strata and citra hops and dry hopped with the same varietals, floral, juicy, and simply crushable. Little Lungs clocks in at 6% ABV, whereas the original double IPA was 8% ABV. So we've got strata and citra both in the brew and used for dry hopping in this. So let's get to it. Do it. (laughs) Citra hops, a.k.a. 114, were bred back in 1990. Uh, And Citra's lineage includes U.S. Tetnanger, Hallertau Mittelfra, (laughs) Brewer's Gold, East Kent Golding, and an unknown variety of American wild hop. Citra went through extensive trials and testing, and the rights to this hop were held by three different big breweries at one time, but they all ultimately passed on Citra. Then, in 2007, the hop breeding company started to shop it around to to different craft breweries, which is when Widmer Brothers, Deschutes, and Sierra Nevada all agreed to co-found the acreage to grow Citra. Hmm. I didn't really do a like a deep dive into this, but I would love to know which big breweries passed on Citra and how much they regret it now. <laughs> Hold on. Let me guess. Anheuser-Busch, Miller and Coors. Probably. Oh, Miller is Coors. Or though back then it was probably still two different companies. Uh, so that would be my guess. Yeah. Basically the big three uh, funny duds. <laughs> Oh, no one's going to want this IPA stuff. No, let's stick to the tin tasting crap we've been serving for four years. <laughs> so citra hops are, as we know, citrusy. They have an ideal mix of high alpha acids and low cohumulone, which makes it good for bittering. But it's excellent as an aroma or flavor addition at any stage from pre to post boil. This is in large part due to their high mercine content. And I learned a little bit about Mersine to make Citra slightly less repetitive this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, your information about the uh, who bought it and stuff is kind of interesting. I've mentioned that before, though. <laughs> but not every time you mention Citra, which is almost every episode. <laughs> I try to switch it up. I do. Um, so Mersine is one of the four major hop oils, but it's heavily associated with citrus. It can also be found in mango lemongrass, verbena, and grapefruit. Citra is also high in geraniol and linalool. (laughs) (laughs) Probably mispronouncing at least one of those. Two compounds which are known to biotransform and create citronellol, (laughs) which is associated with the citrus and tropical notes that have become so prized by brewers and beer drinkers. Sounds like the candles that mosquitoes are afraid of. It does, yeah. <laughs> uh, Citra can also lend delicate and desired aromatics, including gooseberry, lychee, mango, melon, grapefruit, obviously, orange rind, and passion fruit. And we have talked about strata hops a little bit. They were in blank check number five from Tribus. That episode was just about a year ago. And they were also in Cosmic Connection from Victory, which we talked about a few weeks ago. Right. Um, which was very good. Yes. But that, w- that was surprising to me that I've only mentioned it twice because I feel like we we see it in beers more than that. And I, think, I probably mentioned the same thing on the other podcast, too. I think we've seen it pop up maybe a couple more times. Yeah. But from what? Uh, and even aside from Strat City from Two Roads. I was going to say, when Two Roads did Strat City, 
when Phil, Phil did a little video, Phil Murkowski, the brewer of Two Roads, he was talking about how they're, you know, kind of newer or expensive or rarer hops. Mm. So I, I think that when we see it, it's kind of more, more of a big deal and breweries Harder make a big by. deal out of it. So that's why it's kind of like, oh, I feel like we've seen it more often. I think people just make a bigger deal out of it. Okay, that's fair. So it's more in our brains than other hops right now. Yeah. All right. Good assessment. So strata hops were developed back in 2009 and soon became part of a breeding program that was looking for novel aroma varieties. So in 2015, strata was planted on a nine acre test plot. And during the 2016 harvest, it yielded more than anyone had hoped for. So they shipped it to a few breweries just for evaluation. And it, it didn't take long for people to realize how unique strata is achieving a balance that can usually only be found by blending different hop varieties. Strata is described as passion fruit meets pot. Layers of notes of passion fruit, mango, melon, and fresh strawberry. It also comes with a dank herbal note of cannabis, but has less of a bite of other hops that are really dank. Mm -hmm. And apparently dry hopping with it only serves to make the beer that much more dank. But all experimentation with Strata points to it being very versatile as a dual-use hop. Bittering with Strata brings a balanced bitterness, and flavor and aroma additions bring out the fruity side with the tropical fruit and fresh berry brightness. Fresh berry brightness. <laughs> so right now it's mostly used in IPAs, pale ales, and session IPAs. But with more experimentation, there is speculation that it could be good in everything from saisons to lagers. Um, I also have some quick notes on the can art, but I'll wait until we get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's crack this baby open. Uh, but my dog just decided to lay on my kneecap. I know. It's so cute. I want to get a picture. Do, 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 do. All right. Last Am night I going to have to open the can for last you? Last night this hurt, so let's figure it out. All right. <laughs> okay. Not bad, not bad. Oh, very fruity right off the bat opening the can. I got some dank. This is way lighter than I thought it would be. I didn't give you a, an SRM rating, now. Do you have an SRM rating? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> it is very light, though. I do agree. It's straw colored. It's like really straw colored. Like when, but also a lot of people say straw colored, they think of like like a gold, a darker gold wheat. This is straw. This is like yeah, pale yellow. Pale yellow. This is like dehydrated. Oh, don't say that. I know you where you're know going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks cool though. I like I like the look. It's very interesting. It's not what I expected. It's got an it's interesting carbonation. For the color and haze of it, I feel like they don't they don't mix. No, yeah, especially hazier as you go down, mm -hmm. where it's almost like white. But yeah, oh, it's even more dank yeah. when you pour it out. It's super dank uh, on the head for the smell, and a little bit of that kind of like vanilla y kind of yeah note that you sometimes get, mm -hmm. and the fruitiness. It's, yeah, also sweet comes and through, fruity. Yeah. Cheers! Cheers! Oh, that goes down easy. Very interesting. I like that a lot. That is pillowy. Pillowy, dank, fruity. Not a lot of aftertaste. I thought no. there'd be more aftertaste based on the uh, the smell. I'm getting kind of a, a lingering berry on my tongue. I'm getting a little bit of the strat. Yeah, it must be the strata. A little bit of that strata hop. 
the initial taste is almost nothing. It's just smooth carbonation. Yeah. Like a like a pillowy smooth carbonation. Like if I don't fog even know. was a liquid. It's weird though, because <laughs> as as pillowy as the mouthfeel is, it does still have kind of the bite of carbonation on your tongue too. No, it does. It lets you know that there's some bubbles. Yeah. It's like bubbly fog. If you could drink bubbly fog, that's like the, the sensation I quickly get. I guess I'm getting the, the passion fruit, but I feel like it's definitely more berry, like multiple varieties of berry as opposed to grapefruit or passion fruit. Bless, Bless you. you. I am getting. Oh, Bless, Bless you. you. I am getting. A lot of at first, I was just getting like strata hops, mm-hmm. which I think have of their own very unique taste that yeah. isn't like this is this flavor, this is that flavor. But now that I'm about a quarter of the way through my glass, I'm getting lychee. I'm getting a lot of lychee. That makes sense. But it, that's it, from it the is citra. Some, it's from the citra. Yeah. And at first, all I was getting, but that's like how your taste develops when you're tasting something. You get used yeah. to one thing, and you can peel back the layers. Mm-hmm. All I got was that strata hop, which is that dank kind of fruity hop, which is, I think, its own flavor, which I love the strata hops because it's yeah. very unique and we don't have it very often. But I do think it's a very strong hop that does envelop a beer and makes it its own thing. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. the Strat City we had from Two Roads was all strata hops. Yeah. And Blank Check, Blank Check, I remember being a good mix. Yes. But Blank Check was also a bajillion things, I believe. Yes. Uh. This is interesting because the strata, I think, has suddenly peeled away and now I'm getting citra, but a citra that isn't like it isn't the citra, the citra that you, you get expect. Every day. Yeah. The and I wonder oh, if I wonder <laughs> if it's to the combination of just citra and and strata and the fact that they use it in the boil and dry hopping. They use both in mm-hmm. both parts mm-hmm. or just strata? Both in both. I think that helps. Yeah. Well, I think if you dry hop strata and you didn't add the citra, you ain't getting any citra. That's true. Because they, they did say dry hopping is, it, dry hopping it is, is really bringing out the dankness of yeah. the strata. Yeah. That's by true. By worse, I mean they just have. more powerful. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Are you still getting strata on that? A little bit, but it is mixing more. But I'm also slightly behind you. But it is also getting a little bit more pillowy, if I'm not mistaken. More pillowy than I think you're in my head about the bubbles. Heavily carbonated. <laughs> yeah. I think you're in my head about the bubbles and now I'm just tasting bubbles. But yes, no, this goes down so smooth. It really does. I mean, it's not a session, but yet it drinks like it could be. And they, would, they did say it was crushable. It is super crushable. I don't know if it's as crushable as a session. No, especially at six <laughs> percent. But it's crushable in its own kind of way. You know, mm-hmm. a session, you're like, oh man, I'm thirsty. And a session Although it's beer, so eventually, yes, it does dehydrate you. You give me like a little heaven or uh, a little something, something or mm-hmm. something like that. I'm going to drink it and be like, oh, man, that was refreshing on yeah. a nice hot summer day. Yeah. This is going to be refreshing mm-hmm. and something I can drink a bajillion of, but I don't feel like it's hydrated me in any way while I'm drinking it. I'm not fooled into thinking that at least no, with this one. No. And I think that has something to do with the haziness, the pillowiness, probably the dry hopping. Yep. But drinking this, it goes down smooth. It's an IPA that really isn't bitter. It's not, especially which is especially surprising considering how dank it is because it's really hard to achieve that level without 
the the being biting, yeah, the biting bitterness, tasting like what you would assume biting into an actual hop nugget would taste like. Yeah, I've always wanted to do that. I was just gonna say, now you've got me thinking about biting into a hop. It's probably the worst thing ever, but probably. Or who knows? How did ancient man decide that they wanted to brew with hops? You know, someone had to have just bit into one and went. This sucks to eat, but it might be good in a stew. <clears throat> Clearly the dog wants it. The dog is enjoying the smell as it looks at my beer cup longingly. <laughs> so I like that. Like dogs seem to have like an obsession with beer. That's why I like how they like do. New I England lo- Brewing Company has the doggy brew. And yep. You can actually buy doggy brews from other from, yeah, there's uh, a, craft uh, breweries uh, around. Yep. <laughs> she's doing the one paw up yes please maybe we please. should get you should we get you some should we get some you some doggy puppy brew? brews yeah maybe probably. we'll do an episode where we do an episode on doggy brews <laughs> and the instagram videos will be oh you drinking that would it. be great because <laughs> i think they're just basically non-alcoholic beers so i mean with like notes of banana and stuff that dogs like <laughs> oh that's genius right oh she wants it <laughs> <laughs> the smell kind of evolved too in the glass it, it is a little bit of a sweeter smell now i was just gonna say that yep you can't get over how smooth it is. And we talk about how dank it is and how hazy it is. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, it's almost white in my glass now. This is weird. Yeah. Uh, and it does, it does get lighter towards the bottom. And it, that's really strange. It's so cool looking. Yeah. But I mean, I, this, I understand how this brewery is so highly rated, even though they don't really have a physical location yet. Yeah. You know, I really hope that they keep brewing at 12% because. This is really good. It's really good. And I'd love to try this on tap. Oh, yeah. And our, mm. our liquor store had other things from Short Throw. So well, that's cool. I, we still want to. We've talked about 12% before in the cast, even if we haven't really done anything straight from 12%. And it's so close. We really It's really do, close yeah. by. We've been told by our friends that, you know, we have to check it out. And it yeah. does seem really cool. I really like the idea of this brewery that's made to collaborate with other breweries of, of gypsy breweries yeah, essentially and have gypsy breweries come in. I like that. It's not a collective like some, like uh, there's one in East Haven, I believe in Connecticut mm-hmm. where it's brewers that have kind of gypsy breweries or breweries that have lost their homes yeah. kind of, Aww. and they all kind of get together and be like, but we're stronger together. We yeah. each had, you know, 18 beers, but only two of them really sold and we're good. Mm-hmm. So let's each take two and we'll all together make, Form a collective of awesome mm-hmm. stuff. Twelve percent is more. Hey, you need an extra place. Let's let's go. Or hey, have you always wanted to work with this brewery, but you don't want to take up your keg tank space and you want to take yeah. up yours? Let's get together there. That's kind of what twelve percent is. Or in terms of this, starting and I out, and, they and they actually keg. started out as twelve percent imports. Yes, they did. They are a distributor, I believe, as well. Mm-hmm. So that. That's a pretty cool story. It's a really interesting business model. And I know they're not the only ones. They're the only ones around us that are around us. Yeah. Um, Like I said, it's a little bit different than a collective, Mm -hmm. but I think it's really cool. It's just basically like an art space for beer. Yeah. It's like a, uh, an art house. That's what I meant to say, like an art Mm -hmm. house. And I think that's a really, really neat idea. Absolutely. This is a absolutely fantastic beer. (laughs) Like I was hoping I'd really like this beer because I really like the can. Yeah. And it turns out <laughs> I love this beer. It, it doesn't hurt that it has strata hops. Strata might be like my one of my favorite hops, I think. Ooh. I just marking that down. I don't know. I'm well, we've talked about it before, like doing mm-hmm. a rating thing where we mm-hmm. rate the hops. 
everything that's got strata hops, I love. It's true. You know, Blank Check was amazing. Strat City was so unique and so good because it was one of the first or only things so far we've had where it's only strata hops. Yeah. Where it really showcases how unique they are. And then this beer comes along and it's an interesting color, an interesting mouthfeel. It's an interesting, like, it's just really good. This is the first beer I think we've had where it's like, ooh, it's pillowy. Where I'm actually saying it's pillowy. Yeah. Like it wasn't in the, in the description, but it's what we're getting. Right. And there's other beers where it's like a pillowy mouthfeel. You're like, you tell me it's pillowy. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's kinda, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. It's kind of smooth, I guess. Yeah, yeah it kind of gets in your head. But this one is actually the first time I drank it. It's like, oh, my God. Like I said, it's like liquid fog. It's like mm-hmm. just goes down so easy. Yeah. Uh, I just really love it. And the Strata Hop is such an, a unique thing and it's doing awesome stuff to citra which mm-hmm. as i've said a million times in this podcast for the last like year now since like last summer mm-hmm. citra to me it's like all right eh. i feel like no matter citra, what yeah citra you, you i always know what you're getting yeah whereas this it's the first time that lychee has you actually been said get and i i get it, it. like you <laughs> you say it in an episode and even though it's always in my head i never get it mm. And I like lychee. I, I like when, you know, yeah. when you, we go to like Asian fusion restaurants and we get the lychee berry drinks and stuff yeah. like that. But I've yet to have it's actually tasted It's such a delicate that. flavor that it gets so easily overpowered. Exactly. But here it's like, yes, at first it was overpowered as well mm-hmm. with that strata hop. But as I got used to the strata but hop, now that it's, that's the thing at the citra hop I got Yeah, over grapefruit and apricot and papaya and all that crap. <laughs> Not that it's crap, but it's crap. I've I've had it a bunch. <laughs> this is the first time I'm like, oh, it's, it's something different. Yeah. And it's just really, really good. It smells good. It's a great IPA to have somebody try if they don't like IPAs. This is something yeah. like I would have my mom try. Oh, yeah. And be like, it's give so this fruity. a try. She, it's yeah. so fruity. It's sweet, but not in a way that I hate or not, and not in like a double IPA way. I would mm-hmm. almost wonder how the double IPA um, lips and lungs compares to this yeah i'd be very interested i don't know if i'd like it because i like this so much it might be like you've killed something i love mm-hmm. <laughs> but i'm very interested to see what that's like and interestingly i don't know if you remember the when i showed you hey this is what i got for this week mm-hmm. um the the package store that i went to actually mislabeled this beer i thought i was getting lips and lungs oh and you ended <laughs> but up this getting was on the ones? shelf yeah I'm really glad you got this one. Me too. This is so unique and so interesting. We were very early into this year, but mm-hmm. I think so far. This might be one of your. This might be my beer. Top contenders my so far. Beer of the year. Of the That's a, ooh, that's a statement. Like I said, we're only two months in, yeah. so it's not like saying uh, much. Technically three months. Oh yeah. Ugh, yep. We're in March. <laughs> But I mean, you know, we've still got like, there's a pastry style coming out with two roads. And yeah. Tribus is putting out three new beers and mm-hmm. all this madness. So, I mean, we've got so much, so much other beer to experience throughout this whole year. And I'm it's sure true. a lot of brewers have started to ramp up, really ramp out production on different things. I, God, I hope so. So. I just, I want to be able to go to one beer festival by the end of the year. That's what, that's what I'm hoping for. That'd be nice. At some <sighs> point, maybe. <laughs> Let's talk about the can. The can is amazeballs. Yeah. All right. So this is the first thing you showed me about this when you were like, I got to show you this can. Yep. Like we weren't even home, even though the cans were at home. <laughs> we were, where were we? Oh, we were at Tribus hanging out. And you mm-hmm. just check this out. 
So the can is a pint can. It's a wraparound label, not a full label. So do do you want me to give you some context before you get into this or do I? For the actual thing? Yeah. Let me, let me see what I can do when I'm describing it. Okay. And then go, go give me some context. Right. Let me make a, let me make a fool of myself first. <laughs> so the, the left side of the can has short throw brewing co, which is like a tilted label, almost three dimensional. And yeah. I couldn't figure out what the, what that I- yeah, icon like a is. Block on the side of it. And the block is almost standing up. I'm going to tell you the block is an Andy's mint because I don't know, but it looks exactly like an Andy's mint. Oh, well, the coloration <laughs> of it. Yeah. on the can is different than it is on the website though. Okay. What I'm getting is a uh, Andy's mint <laughs> and then uh, an Instagram at short throw brewing website, short throw brewing.com. Yo, recycle, keep cold, drink fresh, stay fresh. Please, please, please drink responsibly. Can designed by at Ryan Wright. Writes on things at Ryan writes on things. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, the yo recycles all big and bold, kind of like the let's all go to the movies font. Down let's the all side. go to the movies. Let's all go to the movies. Let's all go to the movies and get ourselves a snack. <laughs> on the right side, you have brewed and packaged by Short Throw Brewing Co. North Haven, Connecticut. I like how they list themselves as North Haven, Connecticut there, mm-hmm. but they're technically... Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. I would think it would be the other way around. Richmond, Virginia brewed at 12%. Yeah. Uh, the government warning's really small on here. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. By, by, the, way. <laughs> by the way, it's then, beer. <laughs> so is the barcode is the smallest I think I've ever seen the barcode on a can and distributed by 12% is squished in right above that barcode. Mm. Yeah, I didn't even notice it's that. It's like, so that's interesting to me. The actual label of the can is the seller it is what you're going to look for when you're buying the can you're going to look at it and go there's a word here almost like a magic eye mm-hmm. and it's like i can't freaking read it but on the left side next to where it says yo recycle keep cold it does say little lungs and just big blocky like aerial font one pint india pale ale six percent alcohol by volume but the actual label is a pale yellow blue, light blue red dark blue light blue all kind of it's almost like a bunch of ribbon or wrapping paper came together to try to wrap itself around and make these words or like Mm -hmm. um the parachutes that you used to flap open and walk under in gym class or like elementary gym class yeah just just madness like or like a vacuum seal of those ribbons over um a three-dimensional little lungs Mm -hmm. label if you didn't know the beer was called little lungs you'd look at that and go there's it says something there but then you just have to turn it a little bit and you can actually yeah i mean knowing what it says yeah i can i can get it i don't know it's just it's so interesting and unique and awesome Mm -hmm. and that's the best way i can describe it um obviously if you're listening to this you can go to our website crackoneopen.com or our instagram page we've taken pictures with the can so Mm -hmm. you've seen it but if you're only listening to this on apple Go to our site and stuff or Instagram page and check out this yeah. can because yeah. it's so cool. This is, is this is definitely going to be my my number one can for the year, which I think we said we were going to do that last year. And I never did it. Oh, really? Yeah. We can still do it. Yeah. Maybe I'll just next episode, now I'll just we, throw in my top five I feel five like that's choices. something you can't really announce until we've finished the year anyway. So Yeah. And I just kind of forgot about it after, you know, the holidays and work and all yeah. that. But yeah, next, maybe next episode, I'll have a top five. All right. 
but yeah, I can I can already tell uh, yeah, this, this is gonna, is gonna be, be this is gonna one. be an ah, it's only March. That's true. I mean, some of the artistry is really good, but this is definitely super unique and I think really cool. Yes. So give me some give me some background on the can, which is the All first right. time we've really done this. I think mm, second time the the first time I think was the um, graft cider. Oh, yep, yep. Because yep, they yep, have yep. Uh, an artist on on staff that has such a signature style and they they do it. They will they also tell a story with all of their cans too. So Right. Yeah. Anyway, this can art is created by Ryan Adams, an an artist native to Portland, Maine. He is a professional painter and muralist by trade. According to Short Throw's website, he began emulating the work of his comic books as a child. But when he received his first copy of Subway Art at age 10, his life became consumed by bright colors and bending letter forms. Nice. And he definitely does give Shorthand's cans a very unique but consistent style, as I showed you on their website. Um, obviously heavily influenced by street art, but like you mentioned, it also has that magical eye, like optical illusion element right. to it as well. It gives me this kind of, this, it definitely gives me the street art vibe, mm -hmm. but also a little bit of like a circus vibe mm -hmm. and a magic eye at the same time. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So there's a lot more straight lines than you'd see in street art. This isn't something you... Yeah, it's not easily do. right? Yeah, but it it is it do, has a, a street element to it. It does a little bit. It's just in the fact that you're you're playing with the letters. But I would find this even if you had all the equipment in the world, I would think this would be really hard to just freehand or. Oh no! This is something even you with have crew, to map out. You would have You've to map to, it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would find this other than like maybe pasting a mural, mm -hmm. you couldn't just do a mural of this like street art style. You're not going to no, see this No, this is in, really well thought you know, out. Riding the train into, you know, Harlem or Brooklyn or, or um, Manhattan. Yeah. This is You see all kinds of stuff. When you see, if you saw this, you'd go, that's fake. Or like, that's not someone actually putting the time into it. That was like pasted on like a billboard. Yeah, like a billboard. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> But no, but it's still really cool. And the design is so neat mm -hmm. at Ryan Wright writes on things. Good job. Yeah. You can I, do our I'm lunar probably going to follow him after this. <laughs> we do our moon, our moon rock cans. Yeah. But yeah, this, this can is awesome. This beer is awesome. But I would think that, you know, on second consideration, you might be right that we don't know what the year will bring because there might be more of an influx in strata stuff mm -hmm. since then because i think we have in the past six months probably had three or four strata beers yeah even if we didn't cover it so now that strata is becoming more mainstream we might start to see like i might my top five might be all strata beers <laughs> <laughs> At, judging by this beer i wouldn't be surprised i would be shocked if this doesn't make the cut though oh i think judging by the way that your reaction to this right now either the beer or at least the can is going to make your your list for this year. Oh, the can's going to be tough to beat, y'all. The the can's going to be real tough to beat. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I was excited for this to begin with because I loved the can, mm -hmm. uh, and I was excited to actually have something from Twelve Percent Brewing Project. Yeah, but this exceeded my already high expectations of just being excited for this episode. <laughs> so, baby, you chose this beer. Great job! Yay. Uh, <laughs> 12% Beer Project and Short Throw Brewing Co. 
amazing job. Yes. You and we can't wait to try totally more. Totally deserve what you got. I'm sad you're opening in Richmond, Virginia or wherever. Please keep brewing here so that we have access to you. Yeah. Uh, this It's so good. This is amazing. I love the color. I love the mouthfeel. I love the flavor. Yep. I love the balance of sweetness to bitterness. This beer is great. Get this beer. It's a good beer. Pick it up. <laughs> or any beer you see from Short Throw. Yeah. Man, I'm sure they... I, I'd be shocked if they don't have this at least as far down as Virginia to try to advertise what what they're going to be doing down there. Yeah. You know, make a name for yourself before you get down there or else what's the point, I guess. And that was the point, but it'd be tougher. Yeah. I mm, I don't remember reading about any distribution numbers, like as far as states go. Yeah. I'd be shocked if they don't have something going on where they distribute down there. Yeah. I think the shipping rules are weird right now. They should be a little lax compared to normal, but I just mean in terms yeah. of distribution, like in liquor stores, I'd yeah. be shocked if this isn't available down there. Yeah. So if you're on the East Coast, you can probably get this and you should get this. And you should. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's all I got. I, I'm going ah! to keep drinking. Ah, I'm going to drink the rest of this and then. Uh, Go record another podcast. Honestly, if we didn't have like photos that we got to take of this. You might have the others. I want the Well, other. they're also not in the fridge right now. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn it. All right. Well, at least that. I do that on purpose so that we can't self control. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, and share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackandwinopen.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at crackandwinopen, or just shoot us an email at crackandwinopen at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions, because we want to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got oh well you know i got a bunch of stuff all the time mm -hmm. get my audiobooks my name's michael butler on audible.com not michael like random name butler or michael butler murray or random crap michael butler <laughs> uh get my books i don't make money on them unless you get them they're pretty cool mostly horror but i do have a guy richie style art theft book and a science fiction a, a hardcore cyberpunk science fiction book as well uh that i did the audio for i don't write them i just narrate them but i think they're kind of fun i've also got forgotten cinema i do with my buddy writer director mike field where we talk about films that for some reason seem to be forgotten by audiences whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run we discuss what we love about it maybe don't love about it but we always recommend you revisit it Forgotten Cinema is available at ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I also do Two Player Bros, a podcast about two guys who play way too many video games. Join me and my buddy Dave, sometimes just me, or my brother Alex as we talk about all things video game related. Xbox, PlayStation, PC, VR, Nintendo, we have it all. We play it all, including PS5 and Xbox Series X. I got them both now. Check it out. Previews, news, reviews. We, we do it all. TwoPlayerBros.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Both of those podcasts are available at ForgottenEntertainment.com as well because all of our podcasts are part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Mm -hmm. uh, and I believe at the when this episode comes out, 
the first episode of yet another Star Wars podcast has come out, which is our first collaboration with BGS, which is a podcast we have brought on as well that is not one of us. So our Forgotten Entertainment family is growing. Aww. Check out all of our stuff. You might have actually heard their ad in last week's episode or this week's episode um, as we do rotate the ads at the beginning. So mm-hmm. check all that out. And a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time. <gasps> Cheers. This beer is really friggin' good. <laughs> Just get this beer. Get it. Get little it. Little lungs. Little lungs. I'm using my big lungs <laughs> to advertise little lungs. Run, don't walk. Get it. Use your lung power. <gasps> <gasps> get this beer. <laughs> Moon beer. It's coming soon. <laughs>